Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and the clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Alyssa Frank from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Thank you for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today we will be discussing the Mayo Complete Solid Tumor Panel. But before we get started, Dr. Holling, could you provide us with a little bit about you and your background? Sure. I'm a molecular pathologist and I've been one of the co-directors of the Mayo Clinic Genomics Lab in the Division of Lab Genetics since approximately 2000. I'm boarded in anatomic and clinical pathology, molecular genetic pathology, and clinical molecular genetics. My career has been dedicated to developing and implementing tests that are useful for the clinical management of patients with cancer. Great. Would you like to give us a basic summary of this test? So this test that we developed, which we refer to as the Mayo Complete Solid Tumor Panel, it's a comprehensive genomic profiling panel for solid tumors, and it utilizes the Illumina TSO 500 reagents and pipeline. The test assesses for mutations in cancer-related genes, and these genes have been shown to have either definite or potential clinical importance. So the test is a next-generation sequencing assay, and it utilizes a hybrid capture method and TSO 500 reagent. Sequencing libraries are sequenced on an instrument, which is referred to as the NOVA C5000 instrument. And the use of this particular instrument helps reduce the per patient cost of performing the assay. So the test utilizes RNA for the detection of gene fusions and splice variants, and it uses DNA for all of the other alterations, including single nucleotide variants, indels, tumor mutation burden, microsatellite stability, and copy number variants. So it's almost like it's five tests in one. We typically observe about five to 10 clinically significant alterations per case, but sometimes many more mutations if it's a highly mutated tumor. That's great. I think with the five to 10 clinically significant alterations per case, it really sounds like this test can impact patient care. So in yep. talking about patients, can you tell us which patients should have this testing and when it is typically performed? Some of the main types of cancer patients that the test will be used on are patients with advanced lung cancer or advanced melanoma, but it may be used for any patient with an advanced solid tumor as a way of identifying which patients may benefit from either immunotherapy or specific targeted therapies. Many of the genes in the panel, such as the epidermal growth factor or receptor gene, are needed to assess patients' tumors to determine if they should receive targeted therapies, for example, specific targeted therapies for EGFR. Importantly, the assay also determines tumor mutation burden, which is a measure of how highly mutated the tumor is. We refer to tumor mutation burden as TMB, just to shorten it up. TMB values are generally reported as mutations per megabase of sequenced DNA. And tumors that have greater than or equal to 10 mutations per megabase are considered highly mutated and are referred to as TMB high tumors. And tumors with fewer than 10 mutations per megabase are considered to be TMB low tumors. Studies have shown that tumors with high TMB 
generally respond significantly better to immunotherapy, such as pembrolizumab. And thus the TMB result is needed to determine if these frequently very effective, but also very expensive therapies are likely to work. So it's important to understand that a, a large count of genes, generally 300 plus genes, is required to enable one to determine the tumor mutation burden. And that smaller and more targeted panels are unable to accurately determine TMB. So that's one of the biggest reasons why this will be a valuable test to have available. In addition to SNVs and indels and TMB, the Mayo panel will also determine microsatellite stability, which is sometimes referred to simply as MSI. So we'll determine MSI status and also assess for amplifications of 59 genes and fusions of 55 genes and splice variants of three genes, uh, EGFR, MET, and the antigen receptor. So I know a lot of the panels that we develop at Mayo Clinic are based on guidelines. Do you want to talk about some of the guidelines that were used to shape the genes included in this panel? Sure. So the genes in the panel includes genes that have been recommended for testing and guidelines from professional societies, including the National Comprehensive Cancer Network, the Association for Molecular Pathology, and the College of American Pathologists. In addition, it also incorporates genes that are associated with sensitivity and resistance to targeted therapies. Can you tell us a bit about the alternative test options that are available and how they compare to this large panel? Sometimes simpler tests, such as those that look at mutations in a single gene, such as the EGFR, KRAS, or BRAF gene, are all that is needed by a clinician. Uh, these tests are less expensive and generally have faster turnaround times than a next-gen sequencing test, such as a Mayo Complete uh, Solid Tumor Panel. And we do have those tests on our menu. We also have some medium-sized NGS panels such as our lung cancer panel that has 12 genes on it, a colorectal cancer panel for four genes, and a melanoma panel for four genes. And these panels target just the most actionable mutations. These panels tend to be less expensive and generally have a slightly faster turnaround time than the Mayo Complete Solid Tumor panel and would be appropriate to order if tumor mutation burden and a more comprehensive profiling of the tumor is not required. So I know most other panels on the market assess for mutations and fusions. Is there a reason why our panel also looks at amplifications in a certain subset of the genes? Yeah, so we do look at amplifications of about 59 genes, including some commonly recognized genes such as HER2, which is definitely targetable across a number of different tumor types, such as breast cancer and certain GI tumors. So that's one good example. But any oncogene that is amplified does have the potential for being targetable. And there are likely clinical trials ongoing for targeting these genes when they're amplified. So that's the primary reason we include these. So it sounds like this testing philosophy really goes off the mission and the needs of the patient come first, right? By allowing physicians to order the right test for their patient, whether that's a large cancer panel or one of these smaller panels. So do you want to talk about how this panel offers some benefits over other large panels in the market? One advantage of almost all of our molecular oncology assays, including the Mayo Complete Solid Tumor Panel, is that they're validated not just for use with 
hormone fixed paraffin embedded samples, but also for cytology specimens. That's beneficial because it's not uncommon that only cytology specimens are available for certain patients. In addition, cytology specimens generally provide higher quality DNA and RNA, such that the likelihood of a failed test due to poor DNA or RNA is quality is reduced. So that's one of the biggest advantages of our, uh, our testing. I think that's a big point. I think it offers options for patients who maybe don't have enough tissue specimen and they might be allowed to then get testing that they really need to help shape their treatment. So that kind of segues us into the, the last question we have. Let's talk a little bit about how the results of this test can be used in patient care. Well, as mentioned before, uh, the primary utility of this test is for making therapeutic decisions. So if we see amplification of a gene that's uh, targetable, then that will help uh, make a decision to provide that therapy. It will be very useful for uh, deciding whether uh, patients are candidates for immunotherapy. And to a lesser extent, the test will be used to help establish diagnosis and uh, predict prognosis. Great. We're super excited to have this new comprehensive cancer panel to round out our offering for oncology patients. So thank you again for your time today, Dr. Holling. It was very much appreciated. Very happy to. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.